We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Budweiser's Weekday Sports Week continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Had a little uh, long holiday weekend. Brian Driscoll, we moved him to Mondays, but of course we're right back on Tuesday where he's been for <laughs> a long time. You just missed having me on Tuesday. I That's understand. what it was. That's what it was. How are you today? I'm doing great. Doing great. You sound chipper. I'm all, I, yeah, I mean, it's summertime and... Recruiting's rolling along good, and I might actually get a couple days to relax. They may actually have go a few days without getting a commitment, which means I can take a <laughs> breath. <laughs> so it's a good thing. It's Man, and I thing. tell you what, I was just, I, I said this at the top of the show. It's like we're right around a month away from training camp starting and and the whole thing. So it's like it's coming up on us really pretty quickly. I think June, it is. I think June flew by. Maybe it's just because yeah. of all the recruiting news. Well, yeah, you know, it's like but. I'm so far behind in my team coverage because I'm like, as soon as I think I'm going to get caught up, it's like, oh, they're going to get three more commitments tomorrow, and oh, they're going to get a couple 2023 studs, and it's like, can you guys, can you guys give me a week off of no commitments, please? I'm, right. I'm, I'm really struggling behind here. It's That's just like, I don't have as much crew as everybody else. I need time. Slow the process you know? down a little bit. Slow yeah. it down. Well, speaking yeah. of speaking of which, let's uh, you know. We typically do more recruiting stuff on Thursday, but again, because of kind of how things have broken out over these last few days, we might as well talk about about you know these most recent commitments. They they keep reeling them in, and and a couple for the secondary are the latest and the most recent one. Devin Moore from Naples, Florida, one of the guys who visited visited in June. What do you like most about this guy, Brian? I mean, the first thing that stands out, Sean, is length. Yeah. I mean, this kid is incredibly long corner. And look, when I say length, I'm not just talking about how he's tall. I mean, obviously, he's a 6'2 to 6'3 corner, depending on what service you look at. But he's very tall, very long. That's the important thing. You know, he's a guy that has incredibly long arms. And that's more important than just being tall. You can be tall and not be long. And it's the arm length, the wingspan that really uh, is the key with that. And he he's such a big target. He's a very smooth, fluid athlete. You, know, you don't see 6'3 guys can transition like 
that. And the transition essentially, if you can picture this, it's when you're backpedaling and then you've got to open up and run or you got to stop and plan and move direction. That's a transition. And a lot of times those longer corners tend to have a little bit more hip tightness. And when you have hip tightness, it makes it that transition a little bit slower. Well, Devin, when his technique is right, is very smooth with that transition, which is really especially difficult for offenses when that guy's also 6'2", 6'3", with long arms. And so he can play man coverage, he can press, he can play off man, he can play zone. And the thing that makes graded him out so high on my board, I actually ranked him as the fourth highest highest uh, defensive commit in the class, which is saying something huh. when you consider how good this defensive class is. Yeah, is not only does he grade out very well as a corner and a guy that can start and be an impact player at corner. But he's a guy that could easily move to free safety or you know, or, or one of the two safety spots and be every bit as good at safety as he is at corner. And that kind of positional flexibility is something that you absolutely have to have in the modern game is you have to have guys that can cover at every DB spot. With that length that you're talking about, do you see him more as a boundary guy or maybe his frame needs to fill out a little bit? How do you see him you know, projecting? Yeah, I, I think he's a boundary guy. You know, He's still a junior, so he's going to fill out a little bit. But he's got, he's got strong hands, and that's the thing that you'll see on film. You know, he, he, he goes against some big corners playing where he does down in Naples, or big receivers, and, and he matches up against some bigger guys, and he does a good job of, of getting off blocks. He does a good job of, of using his length to be physical against the run. He can be physical downfield coverage. You don't see him getting thrown off routes a lot, which sometimes can happen with skinnier receivers if, or corners if they lack that, you know, lack that strength and that girth to really hold up in coverage as they kind of get knocked off course from a bigger, more physical receiver. And Devin doesn't really struggle with that. And, and again, that's just as a junior. You know, he's going to have another year before he's you know, really getting ready to go in his first fall camp at Notre Dame. So, uh, you know, boundaries where he's going to be. But also the thing I like about him, Sean, is he does have that physicality where he can play in the slot and he can go against a tight end. He can go. He's also athletic enough to go against a slot receiver or to cover a back or in players like that. And and then, of course, as sort of a safety, he's got the, the physicality and toughness to kind of come down and play the alley in the run game. So he really has that unique skill set. And also, I mean, depending on how you want to play, he could transition to, to the field safety. And that's something that Marcus Freeman and Mike Mickens are looking for. They don't really seem to care much about finding guys that can only play one position. And there's really only one player in the deep, well, really two players on this entire class that's now 10 defensive players that are sort of one position guys. Junior Tui Alamaka is kind of a Mike linebacker, right? And Donovan Heinish is kind of an interior defensive lineman. But everybody else on the board, I could say, I could see them playing t- at least two different spots. You know, one is, you know, field corner, boundary corner. That's two different spots, mm-hmm. you know? And that versatility is something they seem to covet on top of length. I mean, if you look at this, Sean, I mean, here's the, the 6'6", 6'4", 6'6", 6'2", DB, 6'2", linebacker, 6'4", linebacker, 6'6", DB, you know, or uh, defensive end, 6'2", defensive t- I mean, the length that this class has yeah. is really stands out to me at all four positions. Absolutely. Or all, excuse me, all, all three levels of the defense. Well, now the next guy we're going to talk about, Jaden Bellamy, not necessarily height-wise. You know, it sounds like, you know, maybe some good arm length that he's yes, got, a guy from very much so. New Jersey. Some of your thoughts on him. Yeah, Jaden's kind of a Swiss Army knife in the secondary. And, you know, as I've talked to sources and said, uh, you know, do you think Jaden can play nickel, corner, or safety? And the answer they gave was yes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, there you go. Um, and that's one of the things they like about him. You know, as a sophomore, he played at a, a, a school in New Jersey called St. John Vianney, played as a corner. His dad played in the NFL for over a decade as a defensive back. Uh, then as he, he transfers to Bergen Catholic as a junior, and play safety for Bergen Catholic. And Notre Dame is recruiting him as a corner with the understanding that, 
you know, we're going to move you wherever you can help us the most and wherever you can get on the field the fastest. And they love that Swiss Army knife, Swiss Army knife nature that he brings to the table. He could, he could play field corner. He could play in the slot, you know, as, as a as a nickel guy. He could play both safety spots. I don't love him as a boundary guy because he's a little on the skinny side, and and I don't know if he quite has the length you ideally like to have when, especially when you have Devin Moore and and you have Ryan Barnes already, and you have some of those longer guys. But you know, he he. It's not that he doesn't have the physicality, but he just need to fill out a little bit. But he could play both safety positions, the nickel, the field corner, and and so you say, hey, look, wherever you're going to have a need, he's going to play. And, and I think having he's he's kind of like this class's version of Philip Riley in last year's class. Yeah. You know, we kind of had a similar conversation about Philip Riley, you know, being able to play multiple spots. And and I think Jaden brings a lot of that to the table as well. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com, the Sports Illustrated Notre Dame website. Let's talk a little bit about the, the the current guys on the roster and what the secondary could look like this year. Let's start with uh, Clarence Lewis. Best option down the stretch uh, on the field as a true freshman. Solid, not great, but you know there were, he did some good things. Do you expect what what kind of strides do you expect maybe to see from him this fall going into well, his think, sophomore I, year? Clarence was ahead of the game for me, Sean. I did not expect Clarence. I mean, I, I, I did feel that if any of the freshman corners were going to play in 2020, he'd be the guy, but I didn't think even we're going to have to play. Yeah. And he was kind of thrust into the lineup because of some injuries at certain positions, but also then Tariq Bracey had his struggles with confidence, and you kind of had to you had to put Clarence in. And, and you know what? He stepped up, and, and he answered the bell, and I thought he played good football. The only times he really struggled was, you know, you matched up against Alabama and you know, hey, look, a lot of people struggled Freshman against, against Devontae yeah. Smith, you know. Yeah. But I thought the thing I like about him, Sean, is, you know, he's he's not an elite athlete, but he's a good athlete. He's got some length. He's a tough kid. And he's a confident player. You know, when he got beat, you just didn't look at him and there was no hanging his head. There was no, oh, gee, I hope they don't throw at me again next time. It was like, okay, come back at me. You know, he's got that kind of confidence. And I think... You know, we make stereotypes about certain kids and people from certain regions in the country, right? And you have this kind of stereotype of this New Jersey swagger that he just doesn't care. And that's kind of how Clarence is. I mean, he does play that way. It's just, you know, I don't care if I'm a three-star. I don't care if I wasn't supposed to be this. I don't care if you beat me on the last play. I'm coming back at you. I'm going to battle you. And I think that's something that I really like. And we saw in the spring, he's definitely filling out. He's stronger. We saw that in the blue-gold game. We've seen that in the spring. 
which is only going to aid his ability to kind of be a, a really good field corner. So he's never, to me, going to be a great player, but he's a, I think he has a chance to be this season as a sophomore a more steady player. And I think that's something that's going to really help the defense. Well, and I, I know a lot of people say, well, you know, all these tackles because he was getting thrown at all the time. To me, though, like the fact that he was still in relatively good enough position to make a tackle has to be a good sign, right? Because he's at least there. And, you know, and again, as a true freshman, I, I think there has to be another level for him to go to. Certainly. And the other part about that, too, is is – you. you Sometimes I don't think people understand what the coverage that they're that they're going and you know that they're playing. There was there's sometimes you can play coverages and Notre Dame did this quite a lot last year where you have what you call a sort of a no cover zone. Hey, if they want to throw a four yard hitch there, we're going to let them complete that four yard hitch. We just got to make sure we rally to the football and and make the play on the ball. I, we're not going to see as much of that. I don't believe. Uh, under Marcus Freeman, it's going to be a much more aggressive defense. Going to come up and press and say, "Hey, we're not going to let you, you know, complete those short throws. We're gonna, we're gonna make you have to throw the ball downfield, and we don't think you're going to have enough time to throw the ball downfield." But, you know, and and the games where Clarence had those issues, I mean, Syracuse completed a lot of balls on him. And to your point, they, you know, Pro Football Focus has him down as giving up ten catches, but he only gave up seventy four yards in that game. You know, he's going to have to get better to make sure he closes on routes a little quicker. And a lot of that stuff just comes from experience. You know, guy's going to run a comeback on me. What are the, what are the tells that I can see from him that are going to tell me, hey, he's not pushing me vertically. He's trying to set me up for something. I got to be prepared for it. You know, uh, he a, a guy's trying to lean me outside, and I got to make sure that I stay on my track and understand what he's trying to do so I can counter that. Those things are experiential. They come with experience. And so I do think Clarence is going to improve in those areas, and he's going to need to improve in those areas because the depth at cornerback is really the depth at every position except one, and that is Kyle Hamilton because there's such a huge gap between him and whoever's behind him. Right. There's so much depth on this defense that I can't think of another position where I can say that guy's locked into a starting job. Huh. You know, experientially they are, but if Kurt Heinisch doesn't play well in the first four games – you don't think they're going to start playing Jacob Lacey and Howard True. Cross more snaps, yeah. right? Same with Myron Tungvaloa and Jason Adamuel. I mean, all those guys are going to have to play. And I think that makes your football team better because you can't take a Tuesday off right. when, when you're those guys. Because, hey, you take Tuesday off, you know, if you're Clarence Lewis or Cam Hart or, or Tariq Bracey, if you take Tuesday off, you've got Ryan Barnes and Philip Riley and Chance Tucker and Ramon Henderson and Caleb Offord and JoJo Johnson waiting for you. Hey, do me a favor, take that day off. I dare you. <laughs> you know, and, and that's something that's you're starting to see that's really exciting about what they're building on defense right now. How about the fact that Marcus Freeman, of course, now here from Cincinnati, and they hired Mike Mickens away from his staff the, the year before that, so Mickens has been here for a couple of years. How much do you think just that familiarity with each other and, and Freeman's system can impact the secondary this year? It's going to be huge. I mean – of all the players on defense, other than linebackers, you know, who are being coached by Marcus Freeman, there's no other defense on the on the no other position on the roster that's going to be able to have a more of a, a coach that just knows exactly what they want. You know, when you hire a new coach, there's a couple things that have to happen, and obviously, teaching the players your scheme and what you want out of practice and what your expectations are on a daily basis, you have to teach the players that, but. You also have to teach your coaches that, you know, hey, well, here's what I'm expecting. Here's how I'd like you to do this drill. Here's how we're going to go about practice this day. You know, here's here's what I want out of my defensive ends. Here's how I want to, from an alignment standpoint, you have to teach your coaches first, and then they'll teach the players. Well, Mike Mickens is kind of like, okay, I already know what you want. You know, th that meeting is more of looking at him and saying, we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, <laughs> let's roll. And, and that's what that meeting looks like. And so I also think, too, that, you know, Marcus, Mike Mickens is the kind of coach, he good coaches can teach anything. 
right? I mean, they can teach cover two, cover four, whatever you want to do. But Mike Mickens is a guy that wants to recruit and likes to recruit and likes to coach to more of a physical man coverage, come up and be aggressive mentality. Well, that's not what they did last year. And and in Clark Lee, this isn't a criticism of Clark Lee because they didn't have the personnel to do that last year. You know, they needed to be more of an off-man type of coverage. Well, now your personnel should be a little bit better. Tariq Bracey, hopefully, is going to bounce back. Cam Hart's more suited for that. Clarence Lewis is now a year older. You've got some of the freshmen that can do that. And so you're, you, it fits that it fits what Mark, Mike Mickens likes to do and the kind of corners he likes to recruit. And and I so I think that's going to make for a very smooth transition to corner. And it's important because that's one of the positions I'm, I'm most concerned about personnel-wise. So it's good to know that you have an assistant coach there that knows exactly what Marcus Freeman wants because – not only did they coach together, but these are two guys that played high school football together. They've known each other a very yeah. long time. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Cam Hart at the boundary corner. I mean, we know he's got the length, six three, converted wide receiver. Though, Wh- what gives you the confidence that they're going to be all right with him over there if that's what it comes to? He just has the tools. You know, for Cam, it was always about experience and learning the nuances of the position. You know, Cam is one of those rare kids at six two and a half, six three. That, like I talked about Devin Moore, he, he he's he's twitchy. He has that ability to open and run. He has some of that fluidity. He has he does he's not doesn't have that typical tightness you see from a longer corner. He's physical. He's almost two hundred ten pounds. You just don't see that kind of size at corner. And from the sources I've talked to, he's he he's one of those guys that when you looked at where he was from practice one in the spring to practice fifteen in the spring, made huge strides, and, and that was the key. He, when you think about it, Sean, you know, last spring, the spring of 2020 was going to be his first spring playing corner because he moved to corner during the 2019 season because mm-hmm. he came in as a receiver that year as a true freshman. Well, that was going to be his growth period. Well, then you get to fall camp. You have COVID going on. There's half the time you're missing half your depth chart. and It just was chaotic, and, and it really stunted his growth. Well, now he got that spring under his belt. And now that you know you don't have a Nick, you know, Nick McLeod, he is the starter. He's going to get way more reps, and he's just a guy whose game is going to really take off. But the physical tools are there. It's just about continuing to understand the nuances of the position, uh, more sort of the mental side of the position, getting more reactionary, less thinking, things along those lines. How quickly he can get to that level is going to determine if he's a if he's a solid player in the boundary or if he can become an impact player in the boundary. What about Houston Griffith? You know, we've been waiting for his breakout. He almost left. Freeman talks him into staying. So do you think that we're going to finally get the Houston Griffith we've been waiting to see? I do. I mean, it's just nice that he can finally play the same position for a little bit of a period of time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's funny you bring this up, Sean, because we were talking about that on our podcast today. We had a breakout players podcast today Mm -hmm. at our breakdown, and Houston was one of the guys we talked about. And the biggest thing is, is, you know, I think Houston, no matter how confident you are in yourself as a young player, if you don't believe that your coaches have confidence in you, you're going to struggle to truly have confidence in yourself. And I don't think Houston felt that that the coach, you know, the previous coaches that were working with him believed in him. And their actions spoke to that. Well, when you are going to leave and the new D coordinator calls you up, has no reason to call you other than just he he's seen your film, he knows who you are, he wants you – and then you have a new position coach. So it's almost like a new D coordinator, new position coach. It's a fresh start for him. And so now it's all about, hey, man, what are you going to do now? It's up to you. There's no coach here that's held you back. There's no excuses. Any, none of this, That's all gone. What are you going to do? And I think that's the thing that Houston needed to kind of get his mind right to say, now's my chance to go prove what I know I can be. 
I think he had a good spring, he had an impactful spring. It's the the next part of it is taking that into the fall and being at, at what they need him to at least be Sean is they need him to be steady. Yeah. If he can just be steady, that's 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 going to be good. If he then starts making plays, that's even better. But they just need him to be steady. Don't give up big plays. Don't overrun plays. Don't make mistakes. Just be where you need to be. Make the plays that are in front of you. And if he does that, this this secondary is going to have a chance to be pretty good. Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com. He'll be back with us Thursday to talk more Notre Dame football recruiting. And, of course, next Monday as well. We'll get into more general football topics. But, Brian, tell everyone what's going on right now at irishbreakdown.com. Well, I have an article uh, that I published about 30 minutes before we came on, Sean, about Brian Kelly and recruiting. And I have been very critical of Brian Kelly and his Mm -hmm. recruiting efforts or lack thereof. But now going on a couple months uh, we continue to hear more and more stories from sources, from commit, you know, from recruits, from commits, people that are just saying, "Hey, look, this is my experience," and the experience is that this is just Brian Kelly continues to just really get after it on the recruiting trail. And yes, Marcus Freeman and Mike Elston and Mike Mickens have had a, certainly had a big impact on that. But when the head coach at Notre Dame throws his weight around on the recruiting trail, it's going to move the needle. And that's what we're continuing to see. It's not a coincidence that not only was Marcus Freeman brought in, but the fact that Brian Kelly is doing that, that Notre Dame has the number two recruiting classes on pace for the best class of his tenure. And if that continues, the recruiting operation Notre Dame is only going to get better and better and better. So I break that down at, uh, at on the front page at irishbreakdown.com. All right, so you can read about that right now at irishbreakdown.com. And I've got a feeling we'll probably talk a little bit about that Thursday as well. I'll be ready. <laughs> All right. I'll be ready. Sounds good, Brian. Uh, good as always to join you. We'll talk to you Thursday. Thanks for having me on, Sean. All right, no problem. Brian Driscoll, irishbreakdown.com. We will take a timeout. When we come back, we've got the My 5 question of the day that is on when we continue Budweiser's weekday sports beat on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.